Hi, peeps. Help Me Be Me is underfunded and needs your help. If you enjoy listening to this or it helps you at all, please visit helpmebeme.com and click donate or visit me on Patreon. Thanks. Hi, friends. It's Sarah May. This is another Power Up Mini I'm doing from maternity leave. I have a sleeping baby about six inches from the microphone, (laughs) so we'll see. Um, And I'm recording this today. I'm dedicating this to Catherine. Uh, Catherine, your donation literally has changed my life. So I'm hoping to, I mean, not even repay. I'm hoping to make some tiny dent in repaying you. Um, So today's episode is... Is dedicated to you because I literally was unsure I could continue my maternity leave, and you have made it sure that I will be able to do that, which is not would not affect the podcast, but it would have affect my day job. Would mean I would have to do more work. So I plan to record more in January because um, I will be on leave. So I know that's more information than you needed, but anyway, thank you so much. I can't even literally change my life. So I am so grateful and I can't even tell you enough. And uh, the angels must have spoken to you. So please let me know if there's an episode you'd like me to cover in the future. And I send you much love and gratitude. Anyway, here we go. So today, um, this is like a... This is just something that's been on my mind, so it's it's about, I'm calling it When Shit Gets Gnar. <laughs> I'll probably change the title for when I post it, but it's it's basically for anybody that is in a situation in life that has become unmanageable. For example, there's like a condition that is now threatening your sanity, and and it's gotten to the point that you are just suffering intensely, and maybe you're in serious discomfort, or... You don't. You just feel really hopeless, and you're not sure how to create change. Um, and things are just really bad. And I want to describe what I would say is, you know, serious discomfort. Just because often we don't know, and we kind of get used to managing or getting by. And we tell ourselves it can always be worse, and it's not that bad. And I, I'm still dealing. So I would say that's when when it's really bad is when you are feeling hopeless and you're overwhelmed and you're in a state of action paralysis. Like when you don't know how to help yourself and you are just in that state of fretting, like feeling overwhelmed and you're unable to think past how bad things are. So if you're in that state of just like staring at your hands, you know, like, ah, 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 I don't know what to do. Things are so bad. Ah, things are so bad. Things are so bad. Like, that's all you can think about. That, this is for you. So hopefully the short increment will allow it to be kind of useful in this moment. So first things first, I want you to grab a pen and a paper. So from this moment right now, you cannot see the solution But know that no matter how bad things are or have been for a long period of time, something that will help exists. Change exists. Part of the paralysis is believing in the sense of hopelessness because we 
when we don't find the right actions to take, when, when we take actions and they don't alter the outcome repeatedly, we just learn to believe it. Like we learn to believe like there isn't a solution and it, we start to just think it is hopeless because we can't see what the change will be. So the trick is to take the pain one notch down from where you are now and then like other options open up, new possibilities open up. It's just about you need to get to a place where you can solve slightly better. Um, and when it comes to really dire hopeless situations, chronic ones, you need to make dramatic moves, like very dramatic big changes, more than just trying one thing harder, more than a simple tweak. It's more than just listening to a podcast. You need to make very dramatic big leaps. And that sounds really hard because it is. You can't do it all on your own. You need to involve reinforcements. So the first step, I have six steps I want you to take. The first step, quite simply, acceptance. So this is not like condoning the thing that's really bad in your life. It, it may, may feel like that's the case. But acceptance is more about fully comprehending and facing the facts. Like really owning the truth of what is so you can take appropriate action. So this is like, that's the baby. This is a hard, tricky part. But if your situation is really bad and inconveniently so, I want you to take a moment and just maybe grab your piece of paper or your journal and just really accept, take, make an effort to accept the gravity uh, and the scope of the situation in all its appropriate descriptive terminology. Like if this per, you know, if it's a person you're dealing with and they are suffering, you know, whatever addiction or something like that, you could set you like acknowledge that I am in a relationship with an addict or whatever it is. Or if you have um, a disorder that's gotten really bad, like write that down in the terms and say to yourself, like really concretely, Accept and honor how bad and big and difficult this thing is and has been. And and basically say, like, I need help. And I can't do it myself. And nothing is changing it. And I'm suffering. Just because I think we get into a habit of just not fully allowing ourselves to believe it's really bad. Or we discount that it's serious. And because of that, we just don't do anything about it. We don't do anything or we don't do enough about it. So that's step one. Accept. Fully accept what is. Because this is where you can start to take the right kinds of actions. This is when you can actually be more effective because you've fully comprehended how, how big it is. It's a good thing. Although it feels scary. Second step. I want you to start building a team. You are going to build a team and that will be the key to building momentum in this big dramatic change. So in, in the moments you feel really overwhelmed and hopeless, instead of letting the loop of actions repeat again and again, you're going to start making a very big dramatic life change, but you need to build a large team of helpers. 
excuse me, helpers and go all in. So by a team, I mean a diverse group of professionals and individuals and anybody and anything that can contribute to this big change. So if that sounds like it's really hard, that is because it just feels like it's too big of a task. But I want you to just start this team by involving one new person who can help you. So the closest thing in your life you have to supportive parents. That could be a best friend, be two best friends, could be a therapist, could be two different kinds of therapists, could be a doctor, literally going to your general pr- practitioner. Any knowledgeable person who can help you think of the next team member to involve. Could be the smart person you work with. Um, ask them literally, do you know any resources um do you know of any good therapists? Do you know of any good uh, resources for, you know, anxiety? Whatever, like, the, the topic is you're struggling with. So when you involve this person, you're asking for more resources. So you, I want you to build as big of a team as possible. So this team is is basically going to support you in any and all facets related to coping with this issue in particular. And when you talk to people, tell them what is going on. Like, say, I'm dealing with, you know, something that's... You can make it about somebody else if privacy is an issue. Dealing with somebody that has an addiction problem. Do you have any... Do you know of any blah, blah, blah? Or um, do you have any good resources for anxiety or depression? I've been looking into meditation. Like, whatever it is. And if privacy is an issue... I will say, of anything in your entire life, if barring, you know, anything that will comp- compromise your ability to take care of yourself, like threaten your employment, I would say put sensitivity aside. And per- like, if it's, if this is about another person, um, you can protect their name, but like right now you need support. That is a top priority and it's for the good of you and ultimately them. So I would say you kind of got to let go of some of the need to protect um, the secrecy in situations like this. Step three, add all brands of group support. So a second tip to building your team is to go outside of the range of self-help or the particular discipline and, and go into general support, just support as a genre. For example, let's say you are a new mom like me, like your range of support would include going to a breastfeeding support group. And that doesn't mean you have to talk about, you know, only breastfeeding. It means you can also talk about things that are scary in your life or, you know, things that are making you feel overwhelmed. This is really about just creating touch points for the pain and the isolation you have in this suffering and giving yourself as much um, just access to people that have brains, <laughs> period. Like you never know where your next tip is going to come from for your next team member. So I would say add new support, no matter what it is. Um, HR, the HR department even. Okay. Next. Yes, I know. Next I have, um, 
my next step for you is try a minimum of one new AG kind of support. So something that like you've read about, heard about on the radio, somebody else talked about, somebody you know does, whatever is not really you, but I want you to try a minimum of one new kind of thing like that. A lot of whatever is currently being researched is good and it works. It just takes a long time for it to trickle out to the masses. So for example, mindfulness-based practices are hugely effective and getting very popular now. And they work for a variety of things. There are different tools that are, are based in mindfulness in general, including tools for depression and tools for self-confidence, tools for negative rumination, body, like it all depends on finding the appropriate classes or books or resources or, or individuals who are teaching these types of things. So the the hardest part is really figuring out the way to access the tools. And a lot of the process of discovery will come from somebody else who knows more about these new schools of research than you do. So in order to find the right tool for you to try, I want you to involve anybody who knows more than you about something like this, something new agey. For example, somebody you work with who has who who is really into self-care or somebody who you know has suffered anxiety or um somebody you know who does lots of yoga like there there're types of people that I think have access to more reading on these types of things and even if that means you're signing up for an exercise class that is focused around people who um are suffering, you know, chronic pain or, or something like that, more specialized exercise classes that that could be just an, a place where you find uh, more resources just in the teacher, you know? So just look beyond basically the doctor's office. Google creatively. And when you go to this exercise class, I want you to ask the teacher for resources. Ask them if they know um, uh. about anything related to the thing you're struggling with. The fifth step I have for you, make one friend a confidant. So when you're suffering, it can be, it becomes something more shameful. Like you don't want to admit it to the world because it feels like it makes it more real or it just puts a bad light on you for some reason. So the tendency is often to isolate. So I want you to make one person in your life, like into a confidant and invite them into your story. Tell them what's going on and you know, give, treat it like a confessional. Cause even if it's a person who can't help you, just telling somebody exactly, um, where you are is incredibly healing just because it means you are seen. It makes the suffering way more bearable. And I would suggest before you tell this person, you can, you can just set them up by saying exactly what you need from them, which is, I just, I really just need somebody to talk to. I don't need you to fix it. Um, is it okay if I just tell you what's going on with me? And then close with, thank you. It helps just to say this out loud to somebody else. And I know that this kind of disclosure can make you feel incredibly vulnerable, but the truth is more people go through the same type of pain than you would realize. And this person likely has some shared experience they can relate to you. And if you would rather keep it vague totally understandable 
You can do that. You can. The goal is just to share your suffering and your personal pain and your feelings and your worries and your fears with somebody else. So you can keep it vague. You can just say, like, I'm going through a really difficult life stage and I don't feel comfortable saying what it is, but I'm just struggling a lot and it's making me feel really scared and overwhelmed, etc. And this is like an extra bonus step for specific types of situations. I'm going to call it turn on the floodlights. So if the situation you are in is dangerous, I want you to shine the lights on it. For example, if this is something around another person who is a danger to you or themselves, or it's something that you think you could die from, you've got to let go of the need to protect the shame and the secrecy, and you've just got to run around the room and turn on every single light. That means involving all the family you can, all the professionals you can, all the friends you can, telling everybody, telling every every person you possibly can. Make everyone accountable so you don't have to be the one carrying the weight of this secret. It's not personal. And if this is around another person... They will understand this once they are healthy enough to know it, even if it's a betrayal in the short term. Like, you need help. You need to be directive and deliberate in how you use that help. You need to do as much as you possibly can as quickly as you can. So I know it feels really um, abrasive and exposing, but, like, at the very least, tell one person, one professional, everything. And then if they don't do anything, tell another professional. And by that, I mean like a therapist or a medical practitioner. So I have two tools for you outside of those steps. And these are just little random things I think might help. The first tool I'm calling own the moment. So in, in times like this, it can feel like I can't do anything. I don't know what to do. I, nothing feels right. And you kind of just overthink everything because you're like, I have, I feel powerless and I don't know what to do about it. So even if these, even if the results of the situation are out of your control, um, maybe it's the situation itself that's really fucked or it's like a person, another person in the situation is out of your control. You can still take actions and own the individual instances of whatever, you know, you're going through by just taking actions for yourself. So like letting you need it, you needing to do it for you be the ultimate goal and um the ultimate value of your action, not about what the outcome is. So for example, um let's say you need to say something out loud for yourself just so you can feel like at least I said it. That is ultimately a successful exchange, even if the outcome is the exact same as it would have been. So just it's about changing the locus of um, your control, like changing the focus, I guess, of what your um, your goal is, it's just to honor yourself. And this act, act of just tweaking how you view something, like I'm going to own this moment and take this action for myself, actually changes how you ultimately feel about the outcome. Um, and whether or not it's a positive one just because of where you've placed the bar, you know, you've placed the measure of, of it's good or bad. 
And that can make everything feel completely different just because you're doing things for yourself. It's not about if I'm powerless. It's about if I'm honoring myself. I don't know if that made sense. I think I repeated myself quite a bit. I can't remember. Anyway, next tool, a brand new day. So I want I want you to think of your life and every moment in that life as in a new day. Like you get 24 new hours and you can do anything with them. And that day starts over anytime you want. You just have to remember to see it that way. So you get to choose when you want to stop whatever pattern, whatever thought loop you've been in, whatever um, suffering state of mind you're in. You get to choose, I'm going to start over now. And you can stop that thought process and start the process of learning from all of that pain at any time. And that's when you can start to shift what this new moment, this new day means to you in terms of value. Because you can make this exact same, you know, let's say you're in like a negative thought loop and you're in a moment of suffering. You can say, I'm going to start this over now. And from that point forth, that train of thought can become something totally different. And it starts by saying, I want to change this and learn from it instead. I want to change the mindset I have and start learning from the pain instead of perpetuating it. My new day starts now. How do I start redeeming value from this experience instead of milking it for more suffering? For example, what is this here to teach me? Like just changing the frame around the exact same feeling. How can I give myself more clarity in this um in this thought process, like what am I not seeing about what my brain is doing right now? How can I start redeeming the value? So before I close, I have more huge thank yous to my latest sponsors, Teresa. Thank you. Thank you. Allie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are so generous and your well wishes are so very appreciated. Allie, you're just the sweetest, most thoughtful person. And I hope you are doing awesomely right now and um thank you also to my monthly sponsors every day i'm like yay i love you it's, it makes such a big difference in my life so in closing powerlessness does not mean helplessness so when you're suffering just remember to ask for clarity on what to do next ask for what you need and Remember that just the act of asking and letting go of the need to answer can invite so much wisdom. It can invite space just to to see maybe what you're not seeing. When we're suffering, we're just, we're grasping. We're, we're in a state of just grasping for anything so desperately that we're clenched. And I find that we can't actually see maybe what the simplest, you know, insight we we need to recognize in the moment so let go of the struggle and surrender and just ask to no one in particular just ask please give me clarity on what i need to do next and let go of just the muscling invite truth from wherever it might arrive and know that these moments in your life these really hard terrible 
seemingly endless ones, are the times when all the good change happens, the hardest change. It's really painful, but this is when you are making the most positive foundation and like really big, heavy, you know, strength. Like this builds your baseline of strength, the mud treading, slow movement periods of, of hard work. And here's the thing. When you build a big enough team, movement starts to happen and it's not all from you. The more people you get involved, the more you make people accountable. And then altogether, the efforts of the collective make the dips and the regressions less severe and less, they take you back, you know, a little less far. So you keep moving in the general direction of okay for longer. So it's like you take that bar graph and you make it a slow incline instead of a up, down, up, down, up, down. And that's just from involving enough people that can can support you in all these little individual facets. And it's really important to get more help than you need and have it all the time. It's not like putting it aside as soon as things are so-so again. I think often we get in the habit of saying, eh, things are, they aren't that bad, or, but things are okay again. And then we don't reach out for the help. And we let things get back to a state of just terrible again. So even if you have the help and you are just kind of sitting there like, meh, I don't even know if I need all this help. It's better than having none. And it's, it's better than having, you know, really nothing and needing it really badly periodically. You can't tell how well you're managing until everything falls to shit. So just don't tempt the dips. It's, it's a good thing, I think, to get occasionally bored with how okay things are. It's a good sign. So just keep riding it until you're absolutely positive that you no longer need the training wheels. I don't know if anyone, if that made any sense. Hopefully it did to those who are in this place currently. So here's what the right baseline of change does to you from this team. It helps you move through the super gnarly dips in the future with all the right resources so that you can employ them immediately and you don't even have to stop and think about it. For example, when the shit hits the fan, you have the right therapist to call and then you immediately make an appointment. You also have the meditation practices to use. You also have the friend you can go on a long walk with who you can text with immediately. And you also have the books you've read with the underlined passages and the bookmarks in them already. And you've learned all of these tools the hard way, so you innately know them. Oh. And then you weather that stone and oh. it passes more and more quickly each time. So right now, I want you to focus on building the team, going big. Spend more than you're comfortable with because your mental health is everything. It's the most, most worth it investment you can ever make so don't grin and bear it bring the light in and gather helping hands and brains that are not compromised by pain and suffering you can't solve this in isolation there is a solution but it will be many faceted so don't buy into the hopelessness you need dramatic change so i hope that made sense and i hope it's helpful and I'll be thinking of you and I wish you much love and support and 
<laughs> Thank you again, Catherine. Thank you so much. And don't forget to smile. <laughs>